Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is, I believe, episode number 181. And really, it's just a chance for me to explain and clarify some of the vocabulary, phrases and expressions that you may have heard if you've listened to episode 180. Um, Episode 180 was basically a Skype call with my brother in which I talked to him about his skateboarding injury that that he'd experienced. Uh, He fell off his skateboard and he dislocated his shoulder. Ouch! Um, So... If you listen to all of that, I wonder if you understood it all. It's not a problem if you didn't understand it all, because ultimately you're trying to learn. So, you know, you have to expose yourself to things uh, that you don't completely understand, because otherwise, how are you going to pick up new language? It helps, though, doesn't it, if you have someone like a teacher, maybe me, for example, who can Um, point out the things that you don't understand or at least explain the things and clarify the bits that you're not understanding. Now what I would love to do is uh, explain absolutely everything in the conversation, all of it. Um, The conversation was about 45 minutes long, maybe one hour. Uh, But what I have I haven't managed to explain the entire episode. I can't do that. There isn't time. Uh, I'm not Superman. Um, I'm not even Batman, you know. Um, I'm not any of the superheroes. I'm just Luke from Luke's English Podcast. You might consider that to be a kind of superpower in itself. I mean, I do have some Jedi skills. Um, What Jedi skills do you have, Luke? You might be thinking, well, I can basically make things not happen. You know the way Jedi's can can make things happen, like like Obi Wan Kenobi says, um, you know, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. You can go about your business, and he kind of makes people say things. You know, Jedi's can lift objects with the power of their mind and make people do things. Well, I have the ability to make things not happen. For example, I could say to a girl, "You will refuse to sleep with me tonight." And it, and it happens. She does refuse to sleep with me. It's, it's, it's clever. I, I think most people have that ability. But anyway. Um, oh, hold on. I've got to plug in my laptop into the power because it's only got a couple of percent battery. Let me just get the uh, power supply. Click. Okay, we're back in. Thank goodness. Uh, the headquarters of Luke's English Podcast nearly broke down there. Anyway, I'm rambling get it together luke get to get uh get yourself under control what are you trying to say okay this episode is a chance for me to explain and uh clarify the first 15 minutes of the conversation with my brother that you heard in the previous episode okay so i've made a list of uh some things that uh james or or james said or some things that i said uh 
in the first 15 minutes of that conversation and I'm now going to explain them to you. You can see all of these phrases uh, written on the website either for this episode or the previous one. Uh, that's episode 100. This, this is episode 181 as you know. Uh, teacherluke.wordpress.com. Go there. Uh, if you want to have a good time just go there and you can find stuff out if you want to learn some English. Um, Right, so let's get started, shall we? First of all, I'd just like to say sorry for my brother's fiddling and fidgeting. You might have heard noises, you know, little tapping noises and fidgeting sounds. You know, it's it's very annoying. You know, that kind of thing. It's very annoying for you. Um, I sincerely hope that you weren't distracted by that too much. There were quite a lot of challenges in uh, episode 180 right? Lots of barriers that could have prevented you from listening to the entire episode. Those barriers being noises that my brother was making while fiddling around, and the other barriers being just stuff in the conversation that you didn't understand, and maybe the sound quality of the Skype call. All of these things could have stopped you listening to it. Um, If that's the case and you did stop listening to it, well, you know, never mind. That's a kind of a fail there, I suppose, a kind of a failure uh, for someone. Maybe me, because I didn't uh, make it easy enough for you. Maybe it's a failure for you because you didn't have the patience to keep listening to it. I'm not saying that you're... No, of course not. I wouldn't suggest that uh, any of my listeners are impatient. Um, Right, anyway, let's, let's get back to it. I just wanted to say sorry that my brother was fiddling and fidgeting around, but he's a bit of a sensitive guy. You know, sometimes he can overreact. If I tell him to stop fiddling, then he kind of goes, all right, I'm sorry. And it's a big drama. So I can't do it too much because I don't want to piss him off because if I irritate him, then he's just going to say, oh, I don't want to do this anymore because that's the way he does things. Oh, oh, just forget it then. You know, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. I want him to keep, you know, talking to me for the podcast. But at the same time, I'm thinking for my listeners, this must be really annoying, you know, but that's just what happens when you, you know, when you do podcasts in your free time, I don't have a studio, you know, the story, you know, the deal, no need to go into it in any more detail now. Right. So what are some of the things that you heard us saying? Let's start with, I'm not too bad. Thanks. Considering. So that's something my brother said. What you might have to do here is go through the episode again, episode 180 again, and just listen to the first part of the conversation, first 15 minutes or so, and just refresh your memories. But here are some of the things. Anyway, so I said to my brother, how are you doing? He said, I'm not too bad, thanks, considering. Okay, considering. Now you would, to complete that sentence, it would be, I'm not too bad, thanks, considering I've just dislocated my shoulder. But I'm not too bad, thanks, considering full stop. That's um, that's the sort of thing, it's a fairly common thing that someone would say if they are uh, okay after having experienced something bad. Oh, not too bad, thanks, considering. Okay. Um, All right, fine. So imagine someone has just had an accident. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm all right, considering. They don't actually finish the sentence. This just ends with considering. Fine. Um, Next, we had the day before yesterday, I came a cropper on my skateboard. If you come a cropper, it means you have an accident, you fall over, something hits you, 
it's just another way to, s- to say that you have an accident a cropper is like um someone who someone who's injured or someone who's fallen over so basically it's a fixed phrase to come a cropper uh means to have an accident okay the day before yesterday i came a cropper on my skateboard and dislocated my shoulder now you know what dislocated means it just means that the 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 shoulder came out of its socket or the arm came out of its shoulder socket you know the bones are connected with ball and socket ball and socket so for, let's take uh just a simple one like your leg the way your leg is attached to your uh, what do you call it? Your hip. Um, okay, so the the leg uh, at the end of the bone, there's a ball, and that fits into a socket um, in uh, in your hip, right? So uh, ball and socket. Now, if the socket, if the ball comes out of the socket and you have a terrible accident, that means that you've dislocated it. You've dislocated your arm, dislocated your shoulder. The shoulder is one of the most common parts of the body to be dislocated. Um, right in fact some of you may have had dislocated shoulders in the past you can dislocate your fingers as well quite easily too um another way to say it is my arm popped out of its socket the arm popped out of its socket which is basically if you can imagine the arm went and just came out of the socket i'm sure it wasn't as fun and and uh friendly and sounding as that i don't think that's what happened i think it was probably more like ah! that's that's probably the sound it made but it's quite cute to imagine that my brother fell off his skateboard and his arm went like that uh, but i'm sure it was a lot more painful and serious than that but my arm popped out of its socket okay it popped out um he said i feel a bit sort of run down i suppose would be the word i feel a bit run down if you feel run down it means you feel tired you feel a bit exhausted um you don't have the full energy that you normally have so if for example you've been working really hard recently or if you're if you're suffering from a cold you might feel a bit run down it just means very tired basically um tired and low on energy i feel a bit run down okay he said i feel a bit tired and achy i feel a bit achy well an ache is a kind of pain isn't it you know like headache stomach ache uh, i feel a bit tired and achy i imagine that the area around his shoulder around his back and his arm is, and the muscles are probably aching so i feel a bit achy there you go um then what happened in the episode is that uh, there was some noise going on and my brother said do you mind if i just close the window and he closed the window loudly it went bang like that which is just my brother's way of closing a window it probably was a lot louder it just sounded loud um and he said uh, sorry it's just the twatty landlord using the garden as some sort of rubbish tip as usual so i suppose what this means is that his landlord was sort of discarding things into the garden maybe using the garden as a place to throw away some um bits of wood or other things that he's uh, discarding from his house um does this mean that the landlord is is literally throwing things into the garden as a way of disposing them maybe maybe it just means that the landlord is doing some work on his house below my brother's apartment 
and he's all of the stuff that he's getting out of the house all of the waste and everything he's just throwing into the garden temporarily before then disposing of it somewhere else but probably it was just making noise so the twatty landlord well um a twat is a swear word it's quite a rude word it's not very serious it's quite a low level swear word um uh the twatty landlord now i've got to be careful here because if my brother's landlord listens to this then then he's going to feel offended that my brother referred to him as a twat um but mr landlord or mrs land landlady if you are listening to this then can i just explain that my brother didn't really mean it he's just saying it because it was uh, frustrating him the noise was was annoying him on the podcast um he doesn't really mean it and anyway he he's just dislocated his shoulder so he's feeling a bit sensitive at the moment he doesn't really think you're a twat i'm sure he doesn't he just tends to react like that when he's uh feeling a bit uh irritable my brother so don't take it personally okay anyway the twatty landlord is what he said using the garden as some sort of rubbish tip a rubbish tip is a place where rubbish gets discarded you know like a big pile of rubbish um usually the rubbish tip will be on the edge of the town somewhere and you drive out with all the rubbish in the back of your car and you open up the back of the car and you throw out all the rubbish onto the tip okay rubbish tip um next i was skating us i was skating a block sort of bar thing he was skating a block a block is just like a rectangular um like a rectangular piece of concrete that skateboarders do tricks on you know um but he I said, what, you were skating on a block? And he said, no, no, I was skating the block. So I think the difference is quite important if you're a skater. Skating a block and skating on a block apparently is different. I think the difference is that if you're skating on a block, it means that you are on top of the block and you're doing tricks uh, on top of the block. But skating the block means that you are actually on the ground and every now and then you, you jump onto the block to do a trick on it. But most of the time you're on the ground okay it's a skateboarding thing the details are, are important if you're a skater um he said i was doing a board slide on it but it kept sticking a board slide okay you've seen skateboarding videos some of you might be you might skate yourselves a board slide is when you um come up to an object on your skateboard it could be a block it could be just a a curb on the side of the road the curb is the concrete bit where the pavement meets the road it's a there's like a thick piece of stone or concrete and skateboarders like to do tricks on the curb okay the curb uh, if you're crossing the street and you've, you 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 trip up on uh, when you're crossing the street it might be because you hit your foot on the curb okay the curb so um if you do a board slide it means that you you come up to the curb or come up to a block and you turn uh and you slide the board along while you're standing on it um, so that the underside of the board between the wheels is sliding along the block or the curb and you slide along and then you you carry on using the wheels right that's a board slide um, it's a kind of trick so he was doing a board slide on this block but it kept sticking so that means that the board wasn't sliding very well the board kept sort of stopping or sticking and he kept falling off which usually suggests that 
a, either a the the surface is not slidey enough it's not slippery enough or that b he's you're not going fast enough because if you go fast enough on a skateboard you can kind of you can you can slide along anything so i think my brother sped up um and did it again but um this time uh, he came off right and he said i leant back a little bit more so he was leaning back too much to lean you know what that is don't you you know in in italy they have that place called pisa and they have they have the leaning tower of pisa okay that's leaning um it just means sort of not standing straight but standing to one side so he was leaning back if you'd imagine just sort of leaning back while doing the trick um and he said as i was coming off the block i landed fine but slightly on the tail of the board so he didn't land perfectly um with his weight distributed properly he landed with a lot of his weight on the back on the tail of the board and this meant that he was slightly off balance off balance um we don't say on balance we don't actually say that to mean that your weight is distributed properly but if you're slightly off balance it means that your you know your your weight isn't properly distributed and it you might fall over okay for example if you're on a boat and the boat is moving from side to side and you try and walk across the boat with a tray of drinks then it's going to be difficult because you're really off balance right so he was he he'd done the board slide he was leaning back a bit more he landed but um he, he was his weight was on the tail of the board and that meant that he was slightly off balance right try and remember these expressions all right off balance um and uh, to feel a bit run down to feel uh, achy a rubbish tip um you know to to uh, to lean back lean forwards lean to the side um and um to to be off balance right so what he did was he put his because he was falling he put his hand down to stop himself falling he said i put my hand down to stop myself falling but i carried on sliding out so if you can imagine his hand was on the floor not moving but his body weight was carrying him forwards and yet he was also falling down so he said my feet slid underneath me and i overextended my arm behind my head and kind of slammed down on my body my weight came down on my arm all right put my hand down to stop myself falling but i carried on sliding out uh my feet slid underneath me slid right the verb is slide uh so it's slide slid slid my feet slid underneath me and i overextended my arm behind my head to extend your arm means that you move your arm out away from your body so that it's stretching out okay if you put your hands in the air if you're doing yoga you extend your your hands up and in this case um his body had fallen for is he he'd, he was leaning back and his hand fell on the floor and his body kept sliding forwards and his arm overextended all the way back over his head and you can imagine that you know if you try and do it with your arm if you try and extend your arm behind your head there's a point where it stops well imagine if you if the arm was forced to continue if it was forced because maybe you'd fallen you know and all your body weight was pushing it back what's going to happen it's going to go and come out of its socket um so he overextended i overextended my arm behind my head and kind of slammed down on my body slammed down like that my weight came down on my arm and he he said i immediately jumped up and it felt really really weird 
wow he's quite he must be quite physically fit i think skateboarding's probably quite good for him because he it allowed him to jump up immediately and it felt really really weird apparently it wasn't painful at the beginning it just felt strange i can imagine if your if your arm is popped out of its socket it's going to feel pretty strange it's not going to feel normal he said i felt a shelf where the shoulder blade stopped i don't think he means shoulder blade here he's actually talking about the collarbone i think all right let me try and tell you a little bit about the physiology and the bones around the arm and the shoulder i'm going to try and explain this to you just using words it it would be much easier if i could just show you if this was a video and i could just show you with my finger using my shoulder but i'm going to have to try and explain it these are the challenges of audio and I like a challenge. All right, so you've got your shoulder, right? The top of the shoulder. Imagine, let's say, imagine you had to carry something on your shoulder. Let's say you've got like a child on your shoulder or you're carrying a heavy bag of rice and you've got to put it on your shoulder, right? That part of your shoulder there, that bone is called the collarbone, all right? The collarbone, it goes across the top of your shoulder. That's very easy to break people break the collarbone all the time it must be very painful to break that bone so i think my brother's talking about the collarbone he's not talking about the shoulder blade maybe i'm wrong i might be wrong um but anyway it doesn't matter the main thing is that you need to know what a collarbone is and what a shoulder blade is so you know what the collarbone is it's the bone that goes across the top of the shoulder the shoulder blade right how am i going to explain that it goes around it's it's at the back right the back of your shoulder and um imagine if you had a pair of wings where would your wings go well they would kind of they'd probably be attached to your shoulder blades uh if you move your arms forward how am i going to explain what shoulder blades are basically at uh at the top of your back there are bones that can stick out if you move your arms forward or if you move your arms around these like bones stick out of your back at the top those are your shoulder blades all right okay fine um so he says that he felt a shelf where the shoulder blade stopped and then there was a two inch gap and then the arm so because the arm had come out of his socket there was like a gap i don't think he means a gap at the shoulder blade on his back i think he means a gap between the collarbone and the arm so the the edge the the edge the corner of your shoulder where the collarbone ends basically it's where your arm begins and there's it's seamless there's no gap there right there shouldn't be a gap if there's a gap if you're feeling your arm now and there's a gap there then there's a problem okay it might mean that your arm has has come out of its socket you know um so anyway but my brother felt a shelf you know a shelf like a sort of step down a gap why because his arm had come out of his socket that's why um so a two inch gap two inches is quite big two inches is uh well let's see 12 inches in one foot there's 12 inches in 30 centimeters uh oh dear how big is an inch in centimeters this is complicated it's complicated in the uk because we have imperial measurements like inches um and we have the metric system as well it's about five it's it's nearly six centimeters okay uh two inches is about six centimeters so there's a six centimeter gap between his shot his collarbone and his arm fine um and he said, I knew at that point that I dislocated my shoulder. And I wrote that one there because 
it's interesting to note that he uses past perfect tense there. I knew at that point that I dislocated my shoulder. I had dislocated my shoulder. It's not clear that past perfect is being used there. Why? Because the had almost disappears. I dislocated my shoulder. First of all, the de at the beginning of dislocated means that the de of had, I'd, that de um, that you get in I'd, they link together. How do they link together? Basically, they combine to create one d sound. So instead of I'd dislocated my shoulder, it's I dislocated my shoulder. Can you hear that? Three ways of saying it. You could say it with all the words completely pronounced. I had dislocated my shoulder. Or I'd dislocated my shoulder. Or very fluently, I dislocated my shoulder. So it's almost like an in invisible tench, tense. Tench? What's a, what's a tench? Sean Connery just invaded my personality. It's basically uh, an invisible tench. No, it's an invisible tense, Sean. Uh, uh, Sean Connery there. Imagine if Sean Connery was your English teacher. That would be exciting. Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is uh, 007, and today I will be teaching some of you English. I'll be... Uh, having sex with some of you and killing the rest of you, because that's my job. Um, come, come, Mr. Bond, you derive as much pleasure from teaching English as I do. Um, anyway, right, so I, I knew at that point that I'd dislocated my shoulder. Fine, I'd dislocated. It's, it's a ghost, what, what did I call it before? Ghost English, ninja words, ghost words. All right, I'll come back to that. Uh, stuff about pronunciation in another episode. Um, to start with, there wasn't any pain. The pain came in. The pain came a few minutes in. That's that's pretty easy. Um, I don't normally get an ambulance for a self-inflicted injury. Self-inflicted. If something is self-inflicted, it means that you you do it to yourself. Self-inflicted injury. Um, okay. Sometimes people say things like. Oh, I've got I've got a terrible hangover today, and the person would say, "Well, I'm not not giving you any sympathy because it's self-inflicted." Okay, uh, a hangover is self-inflicted, isn't it? Because you choose to drink, and then the result, a hangover, it's self-inflicted. In this case, an injury—it was a self-inflicted injury. Well, I suppose so, James. But um, yeah, I suppose so. You didn't do it on purpose. Um, he calls it a self-inflicted injury, I suppose, because it wasn't anyone else's fault. It was just his fault. Um, but that's quite that's quite a modest thing to do. It's like, no, no, no need for an ambulance. It was my fault. Um, it just shows what a civically minded person he is. He doesn't want the ambulance service to waste their time uh, picking him up um, when they could be saving someone else's life. It's a good point. What a good person he is. Um, self-inflicted, right? There's a phrase for you, a self-inflicted injury. Um, he said, I normally get a bus or a taxi to A&E, but this time I thought it warranted it because I couldn't move at all. I normally get a bus or a taxi to A&E. That's not a phrase that all of us use on our daily basis, is it? I normally get a bus or taxi to A&E. Uh, well, no, I suppose we don't dislocate our shoulders every day, do we? Uh, I don't, anyway. Maybe you do. If you do, then, you know, God, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? Are you a stuntman? Maybe you're a stuntman. I wonder how many stuntmen are listening to this. If you are a stuntman, 
you know what a stuntman is those are those guys in movies who do all of the dangerous things that the actors don't want to do or can't do because uh you know the the studio would lose too much money if they got injured um stuntman i expect stuntmen dislocate their shoulders all the time because that's what the that's what stuntmen do isn't it anyway uh i normally get a bus or taxi to a and e what's a and e a and e well it's accident and emergency it's basically the part of the hospital where you go if you've had an accident or if there's an emergency okay a and e a and e a and e can you say it i normally get a bus or taxi to a and e uh, but this time I thought it warranted it. If something warrants something, it basically, it, um, it deserves it or it's appropriate. Okay. Okay. Um, it warranted it. It's, it's, uh, it was appropriate for it. Um, it was the, the appropriate level. Um, okay. It warranted it. I mean, it's quite a serious injury. So it warranted, uh, an ambulance journey. Okay. So it's like it deserved it. It was an appropriate um, occasion. It was serious enough to be taken to a hospital by, by ambulance. I couldn't move at all. All right. It was extreme muscular pain. Muscular. So your muscles, we know what they are. We try and build our muscles when we go to the gym. Um, mus- muscles and muscular that's the adjective that we associate with muscles. So here we have extreme muscular pain. All right. Muscles. Uh, we also eat muscles, don't we? I mean, not like, uh, not like a zombie or something, but no, I mean, I'm talking about muscles. Uh, they're also a kind of seafood. If you go to the seaside, you might eat muscles. They're like black, uh, shellfish and they have orange, um flesh inside muscles mm, delicious anyway um i it was extreme muscular pain like when you tear ligaments or sprain an ankle tear ligaments or sprain an ankle all right ligaments what are they ligaments are okay if you've got a muscle the muscle is attached to a bone okay um and ligaments are the sort of like things that attach the muscle to a bone all right, uh, we have uh, uh, ligaments and we have tendons. What's the difference between a tendon and a ligament? So if you can imagine, right, you've got a bone. Just imagine a bone and there's a muscle on the bone um, and the muscle is attached to another bone. Let's, ima- let's imagine your arm. You've got your bicep. That's the big muscle if you're a bloke and you're well built. Imagine Superman, right? The big muscle on his arm before the elbow okay you know the biggest muscle before the elbow on 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 the arm if you are doing an arm wrestle it's the bicep which you can see really clearly right so that's a bicep the bicep is there on the bone and the bicep is attached to the uh, top of one bone and it's attached to the the next bone as well right so that when the the muscle flexes when it contracts it pulls the arm up okay you know what I mean? So how is the muscle attached to the bone? It's attached by like strong f- muscle, muscle fibers, which are called tendons or ligaments. Um, there is a difference between a tendon and a, a ligament. Um, okay, but that, it's a bit like rope 
or string um, which attaches a, a muscle to a bone. If you ha- it's very common to, to tear a ligament or tear a, te- a, a tendon. Um, okay, ligaments bind bone to bone. I see, right. Ligaments are what attach bones to each other and tendons are what attach muscles to bones. Okay, so for example, you've got um, you've got lots of ligaments in your hand because they attach the different bones of your hand together, and you've got lots of tendons uh, attached to, between muscles and bones. All right, fine, 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 fine. Um, so if you if you tear a ligament or or, or pull a muscle or um, it's just a, another form of injury. Footballers experience this all the time. It's, for example, if you stretch uh, an arm out or a leg out too quickly, um, rather than breaking a leg, you might just injure the tendons or ligaments that attach the muscle to the bone. Fine. Okay, uh, let's carry on. Um, where, where? What else have we got? Um, um, uh, when you tear ligaments or sprain an ankle... Uh, to sprain an ankle you know if you're running and you just sort of step on your ankles badly maybe you, you you're running and you uh, you put your foot in a small hole in the ground it, you, you don't break your ankle but you injure it and maybe there's lots of bruising around the ankle and it means that you can't move the ankle and it's very painful to walk on it's not broken it's just that all of the ligaments or maybe muscle tendons have been damaged we call that a sprain to sprain your ankle or to twist your ankle a sprain okay um so he said it was extreme muscular pain like when you tear ligaments or sprain an ankle uh and apparently the staff in the hospital were going ooh okay which is the noise you make when you see something nasty or painful ooh look at that oh that looks painful um so all of the nurses were going ooh which which makes you feel uncomfortable if someone's wincing you know so he's describing when the uh doctors and nurses had a look at his injury and they were all going oh oh that looks bad now it's not very comforting when professionals look at your injury and they have that reaction is it no uh if someone is wincing wincing this is when the uh wincing is an expression on on someone's face if you can imagine when you see an accident or see something that looks painful and you go, oh, ah, right, then the expression on your face in that situation, that is known as wincing, to wince or wincing, okay? Uh, oh, 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 God, I look, oh, that looks painful, wincing, okay? They tried to get a needle into me for a drip, a drip that's uh, for for administering medicine into your blood and they put a little tube they attach it to a vein on your arm or on your hand and um, it allows them to uh, put uh, medicine directly into your bloodstream it's called a drip or an iv drip Um, they couldn't get a vein to bleed properly so they couldn't find a vein it's another way of saying it they couldn't find a vein that allowed the drip to to go in properly Um, so they they Eventually, they found a vein. They attached a drip to him. And they a vein, right? You know what a vein is, don't you? Veins are the blood vessels, the things that carry the blood around your body. There's actually three types of blood vessel. I remember all this stuff from from uh, studying biology at school. Um, I must have been concentrating. Um, 
surprising considering my results my results were not very good but i seem to pick up some of it uh arteries capillaries and veins okay arteries are the blood vessels that carry oxygenated blood to your body the capillaries are the tiny little blood vessels that um, uh, actually feed the muscles and other parts of the body. So very small, tiny little, very thin blood vessels, capillaries. And then once the blood has been used and the oxygen has been taken from it, um, the blood flows back into other blood vessels known as veins. And the veins uh, take the blood all the way back through your body, back into your heart. And then the heart pumps the blood back up through the, I suppose, the aorta. I can't remember the different blood vessels that are attached to the heart. But anyway, veins carry blood with no oxygen back to the heart. And arteries carry oxygenated blood from the lungs uh, to the body. And then they're distributed to muscles and things uh, via very small blood vessels known as capillaries okay a bit of a biology lesson this episode um let's see what else where are where are we um okay um i've just lost my place in this list okay so veins that's it they finally they found a vein and they attached the drip to him and they put some intravenous paracetamol he said they put some intravenous paracetamol into me which didn't really do anything so they gave him some intravenous paracetamol intravenous means directly into a vein um paracetamol which you know you know it's a painkiller i did say a joke a terrible joke about the parrots eat them all but i'm not going to repeat that now no um Okay, if you really want to know that joke, listen to episode 180 again, and you'll hear me explain it at the end. And I think you'll agree, it's not really worth uh, spending any more time on, is it? No. Um, next, it's an over-the-counter pain relief pill. Okay, over-the-counter. This is a, a common phrase when talking about medicine okay or pharmaceuticals there's two types of pharmaceutical there's over the counter and there's off the shelf okay um over the counter and off no my mistake there's over the counter and prescription a prescription medicine is one that you can only get if you've been given a prescription by a doctor you can't just go into a chemist or a pharmacist and buy it you have to be given a, a prescription from um, a doctor right um, otherwise there are other types of medicine that we call over the counter i think so unless my brother made a mistake here over the counter just means that you can go into a pharmacy and just buy it without needing a prescription over the counter and okay hold on difference between over the counter and prescription i think i'm right i think i was right okay here we go this is the fda food and drug administration service of america here they use the same language um prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs questions and answers uh what's the difference between prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs a drug is a substance intended for use in the diagnosis cure mitigation treatment or prevention of disease thanks a lot we already knew that here are the main differences between otc drugs and prescription drugs prescription drugs are prescribed by a doctor 
blah 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 otc drugs are drugs that do not require a doctor's prescription yes i was right okay let's carry on then um so why are there no aspirins in the jungle because the parrots eat them all damn it that joke came in again i gritted my teeth and tried to ignore what was going on this is my brother in the ambulance trying to hold himself together and he gritted his teeth if you imagine you're feeling pain what do you do with your teeth you grit them together Ah, come on can i make it Uh, just grit gritting gritting your teeth you know it means clenching your teeth together in order to try and take the pain all right good sometimes people put something between your teeth to prevent you from you know damaging your teeth because you grit them together so hard um if you're experiencing a lot of pain um next he said they drove me with the woo-woos on the woo-woos now the woo-woos by this he means the sirens on an ambulance you know what do they do in in Or, you know, woo-woos. Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo. The woo-woos. Now, it's not a technical term. The police don't use the expression woo-woos. Um, you know, I was uh, I was driving at uh, 30 miles an hour in order to apprehend the criminal. At that point, I decided to turn on the woo-woos. No, they don't use the word woo-woos. But it's a sort of, uh, I guess it's a childish term to talk about the siren on an ambulance a lot of people say woo-woos but really it's a siren so they drove him with the woo-woos on but he wasn't able to enjoy it because normally if you're in an ambulance and they put the woo-woos on you're like oh i'm in an ambulance with the woo-woos on it's exciting but he was in so much pain that he had to just ignore it at this point in the episode i told my brother to stop fiddling okay um so i told him to stop fiddling and it that worked for about five minutes it was about five minutes before he started fiddling again honestly what can you do what can you do with this guy i don't know anyway um he then said i can't remember where we are now no he said i can't remember where we were now right do can you pick out all the words in that phrase i can't remember where we were now i can't remember where we were now i can't remember where we were meaning where we were meaning at what point in the conversation or at what point in the story we were um it's quite common to say things like so where were we where were we say it so where were we where were we i can't remember where we were all right um fine uh next is uh they wheeled me into the hospital they wheeled me in that means that uh they probably pushed him into the hospital on a stretcher with wheels on it you know like in the movies when someone is wheeled into the emergency room in a hospital they get wheeled in to wheel someone into some place okay uh wheel just like the wheels on a on a vehicle wheels on a skateboard wheels on a car wheels on a hospital stretcher they wheeled me into the hospital at this point in the conversation i attempted to highlight the irony of getting injured on a wheeled vehicle and then being taken into a hospital on another wheeled vehicle i tried to make a joke out of it but it was unsuccessful but you know never mind um next thing was 
he said an indian looking doctor looked at me an indian looking doctor so the doctor looked a bit indian not that he was an indian doctor he just looked indian so i guess my brother wasn't sure maybe he was indian maybe he was pakistani maybe he was like you know british but he looked a bit indian anyway it turns out later on in the conversation my brother said that uh, this doctor looked like a a combination he looked like an indian mark Wahlberg. And you know who he is. He's an actor. He's in Transformers Four and some other things. So it just makes me. It made me laugh because I thought, is that what my brother was thinking while he was having his um, his shot his shoulder, you know, his arm put back into his shoulder? He was thinking, oh, he looks a bit like uh, it's like an Indian Mark Wahlberg. To be fair, they had given him quite a lot of morphine and uh, laughing gas. So you know, I don't blame him for having that kind of thought oh that's interesting it looks a bit like an indian mark Wahlberg. Mm. have you got any more morphine um he said you can relax a bit when the doctor seems quite in control so the doctor seemed to be quite uh, self-assured quite in control if someone is in control it means that they are you know self-assured they they're organized everything's under control it's good to have a, a doctor who's in control isn't it? It makes you relaxed. It, it's bad if you have a doctor who seems to be completely out of control. That's not a very good sign. Imagine if going into hospital, you've got a dislocated shoulder, and the doctor's like, right, okay, um, so what is it, a broken leg? No, 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 it's a dislocated... Dislocated shoulder. Right, of course. Um, right, so uh, just a second. Uh, oh, hold on, just realised. Um, I've got to go and... Uh, I've got to go and get my white coat. I haven't got my white... No, you, you, you're white. You are wearing a white... Oh, yeah, I am wearing a white coat. Okay. Uh, what's going on? Have you got any more laughing gas? Uh, sorry, doctor, you shouldn't be using the laughing gas while you're at work oh yeah <laughs> sorry don't tell anyone um that would be a doctor who's out of control but so i imagine this doctor was in control he said okay mr thompson it seems that you've uh, dislocated your shoulder no problem uh let me just give you a little bit more morphine there you go how does that feel nice isn't it okay let's get that arm back into the socket shall we that's the sort of way that a, a doctor should speak to you um Next, uh, he told me exactly what was going to happen. I'd need an x-ray to check that nothing was broken. Then, if nothing was broken, they'd give me some more drugs and then put it back in. And then they'd give me another x-ray to check that nothing had broken while they were putting it back in, which kind of made me think that it might be quite a painful process having it set back. There's not really anything in particular that you don't understand there. It's just a nice bit of descriptive English right yeah okay uh they gave me some morphine and it didn't seem to do anything and i was like grimacing a bit so they gave me some more he was grimacing so they gave him some more um okay so grimacing means he was in pain what was the previous word that we had that's like that grimacing is if you can imagine my brother was sitting on the bed or lying on the bed and kind of going oh, 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 and he had that expression on his face which showed that he was experiencing pain. He was grimacing. What was the? Forgive me, I can't remember the word that we went th that we had before. Do you remember what it was? While the the staff were looking at him and they were going, ooh, they were wincing. That's it, wincing. So we got wincing and grimacing. They're very similar expressions, but I think that we wince when someone else is experiencing pain, 
and we grimace when we're experiencing pain. I think to be fair, you could also wince if you experience pain. I think so. But to be more specific, I would say you wince on behalf of someone else's pain. You grimace when you're experiencing pain. Ah, ah, grimacing like that. Okay. Remember, you can read all these words on the website, on the webpage, so you know exactly how they're spelt, so you can really learn them. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Um, an Indian-looking doctor um, grimacing. Yeah, he was grimacing, so they gave him some more morphine. They gave you morphine and they gave you nitrous oxide. Uh, morphine and nitrous oxide, fine. Nitrous oxide is laughing gas. Um, sounds quite fun almost. It's maybe even worth breaking an arm just so you can get some morphine. That's obviously a ridiculous thing to say. Um, right, you're breaking up a little bit. That's what I said to him at that point because the reception, the signal on Skype was starting to break up. So when the reception on a mobile phone or a skype call a conference call when it's it's bad you can say i'm sorry you're breaking up a bit you're breaking up a bit so that's when someone is saying um so that uh, uh, 15% of uh, uh, sorry sorry you're breaking up a bit you're breaking up a bit um so we've got you're breaking up a little bit and then um at that point, my brother said, do you find that breaking up is very hard to do? So this was probably a bit confusing for you, but it's just my brother's attempt at a sardonic joke, referring to a famous song which uses the same phrase, but with a different meaning. So you're breaking up a little bit means that the signal is, is not very good and I can't hear you clearly, but also breaking up is hard to do. Breaking up there just means splitting up with a, with a boyfriend or girlfriend, separating from your boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay. Um, so my brother just made a joke where he tried to, uh, like, um, refer to the song after I said, you're breaking up. You're breaking up a bit, James. And he said, do you find that breaking up is hard to do? And there he's just referring to the song the song um make it easy on yourself by the walker brothers written by bert Bacharach, and another song called breaking up is hard to do by neil sadaka you heard but little bits of both of those songs during the episode you can listen to those original songs uh on youtube um i've embedded uh, videos on the website so you can see them i'd just like to say as well at this point sorry about my singing in episode 180 you heard me singing lines from uh make it easy on yourself i think i was also singing take it easy on yourself it's not correct it's actually make it easy on yourself so sorry a for getting the song title slightly wrong and b for just uh offending your ears with my voice um then my brother received a phone call from his girlfriend. How sweet. She was just checking that he was okay. Um, and um, he said, she was a bit worried about me because I was a bit sort of groggy yesterday. Groggy. If you feel groggy, it means that you don't feel very clear. Um, oh, let's see. Okay, if you, go, if you um, have a nap in the afternoon and you sleep a bit too much and you wake up at like 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening, after you've slept for an hour and a half, you feel groggy. Like, oh, oh, God, oh, what's, oh, God, what time is it? Where am I? 
what uh what's going on what year is it who's the president you know you feel groggy so you don't feel clear-headed you feel sort of tired and not fresh if you've just had a 12-hour transatlantic flight on a plane if you've just flown across you know russia or you've just flown across the atlantic ocean then you and you arrive in a different time zone you feel groggy like oh god you know i just want to have a shower and try and freshen up i need some coffee you know because i'm feeling a bit groggy okay i'm feeling a bit groggy do you mind if i just take a shower and freshen up i'll see you in the restaurant for example okay um i feel a bit sort of run down a bit beaten up but i'm fine that's what he said i said so do you feel all right now and he said well i feel a bit run down again to feel run down means to feel tired basically to be to feel a bit physically tired and a bit beaten up if you feel beaten up it means that it feels like you've been beaten up you know uh if some guys punch you and kick you then they beat you up so if you feel a bit beaten up it feels like you know your body's been a bit damaged and it's um a bit painful um I said, good thing you didn't hit your head. Good thing you didn't hit your head. Um, it's quite common to say things like, good thing you didn't blah, 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 right? You know, uh, good thing you didn't, uh, well, what's a good example of that? Good thing you didn't get on that plane. Uh, maybe the plane crashed or something. Good thing you didn't get on that plane, wasn't it? Or um, uh, good thing you didn't come into work today. It was a nightmare. Or good thing you didn't hit your head. All right. Or, good thing you didn't eat the chicken. It was disgusting, for example. All right, good thing. Uh, good thing you didn't blah, blah, blah. Uh, I didn't shatter my collarbone or something like that. That would have been horrible. So you know what the collarbone is now, don't you? Collar? You know your collar. It's a part of the shirt. Uh, you have to put your collar up when you put on a tie. You put the collar up, you put the tie on, and then you put the collar down again. That's the collar if you're a man or a woman who wears a tie. Um, that's the collar, all right? So, the collar, yeah, collarbone. Yes, you're going to remember that, aren't you? Yes, um, collarbone. I didn't shatter my collarbone. If you shatter your collarbone, that's a really bad accident. That means that the collarbone is broken, but in many places, broken into pieces. Ow! So, thankfully, he didn't shatter his collarbone. Good thing he didn't shatter his collarbone. That would have been terrible. It could have been something worse, um, but thankfully it wasn't. Um, I said to him, you don't need a cast. Nothing's broken. A cast, a plaster cast. If you break your leg, what happens? They put like a white plaster cast on your leg and you have to like hobble around with this plaster cast on you for like weeks. And people, all your friends sign it. They sign their names on it and stuff. If you've got friends, uh, they sign their names on it. And that's it. You've got plaster cast on your leg or just a cast. Um, all right. So that's as much as I'm able to do at this moment. There, obviously, the conversation carried on. Um, you'll just have to listen to the rest of the conversation unaided and try and work out exactly what we said. It'll be good for your English, as I've already explained to you. Um, that's, that's basically it, though. Um, we are approaching the one hour mark. I think that on average, the episodes of Luke's English podcast are about one hour long. 
and so i've got about five minutes to just uh, wrap this up here um I, I mean i'm okay what normally happens when i have a bit of time to just talk to you unplanned i end up talking about the podcast don't i i tell you things like oh what i'm going to plan to do this i'm going to do that uh this is what i want to do this is what i normally do I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not going to talk about what I normally do on the podcast. I'm going to talk about something completely different. Um, all right, I've got I've got my ukulele here. Um, shall I shall I try and do you a song? I could try and do you a song. All right, but I'm not promising anything because I'm not a professional. I'm not a professional musician. Um, I don't do songs publicly. I've never played the ukulele in front of anyone. Um, I'm going to try and do something, but it's probably going to go wrong. No, I'm not going to do that song. What song shall I do? Um, I tell you what. Okay, I was trying to play a song earlier on uh, called My Girl by Madness. I don't know if you know it. Um, I was playing it this morning after breakfast just to you know practice the ukulele a little bit madness were a group from london they were famous in the 80s and 90s they're still famous now they're still going um and this is one of their songs it's a nice sort of sweet song about a guy who has just had an argument with his girlfriend um it's called my girl my girl's mad at me you might know the song i think this song is used in a textbook an english language learning textbook it might appear in i think it's in new english file pre-intermediate there's a resource book that goes with that course book and uh i think that it includes this song so you might know it from that but i know it because i'm a big fan of madness and i my brother always my brother and I always used to listen to Madness records when we were growing up. So this is one of their songs. Um, I, did I did say earlier on in this episode that I'm sorry for offending your ears with my voice. Um, well, I'm going to do it again now. Um, if, you don't like, if you don't like songs and you don't like music and you think that I should just stick to being an English teacher and I shouldn't try and sing then uh i think it's probably time for you to stop listening to this episode of the podcast because i'm not going to i'm not going to teach you any other words from episode 180 that's done now instead i'm now going to try and destroy my reputation by uh singing a song for you and uh all right here we go Oh shit. Hold on. It's quite hard to do this because first of all, what's the note what's the first note? My girl's mad at me. I didn't wanna see the film tonight. I found it hard to say. She thought I'd had enough of her. Uh, why can't she see? She's lovely to me. 
to stay in and watch TV on my own every now and then. My girl's mad at me. Been on the telephone for an hour. We hardly said a word. I tried and tried, but I could not be heard. Why can't I explain? Why do I feel this pain? Cause everything I say, she doesn't understand. She doesn't realize she takes it all the wrong way. Cord way. My girl's mad at me We argued just the other night I thought we'd got it straight We talked and talked until it was light I thought... (laughs) I thought we'd agreed I thought we talked it out Now when I try to speak She says that I don't care She says I'm unaware And now she says I'm weak Thank you very much. And on that musical note, I'm going to end this episode. Thanks again for listening. Speak to you again soon. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project 
possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.